hello everyone and welcome to episode 31 of an apotheosis of a bombast as always i'm your host scott copperman and today i have two count them two guests in our virtual internet not realistic studio the usual mr Elton mcmanus and dedicated super fan mr matt Kulain. hello everyone. oh so um, i'm a super fan now that's even better well i just want to put more pressure on you you have to live oh, up okay. to the hype should i have a cape <laughs> or some sort of theme tune. No, but you have to have some some you have to have some sort of superpower or special quirk. You can't have a cape. The woman in The Incredibles specifically said no capes. That's right. You'll get caught in the uh, airplane turbines. Get sucked in. Not get swish it, and everyone <laughs> will go, "Who's that swishy fellow?" That's right. You can look dashing and cover just your nose and mouth, and look blink bat your eyes over the edge. <laughs> Who's the camp man with the cape? <laughs> See, that's how I'd bamboozle my enemies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just get distracted and I throw sand in their faces and run away. There you go. <laughs> well, welcome. We're very happy to have you. I know you and I have talked a couple times on Skype, usually right as Elton and I are ending up recording and we're kind of out of sync uh, time-wise, but we're glad this worked out. And, uh, you know, the plan, like I mentioned before, is basically just a a quick pace. You'll keep us on track here, Matt. You're, you're going to keep it all flowing nicely for us. That's your superpower. So Elton and I won't be going, oh, hold on a sec. Be right back. And we edit out big chunks. Today will be a nice, smooth show. I have the superpower of efficiency. That's right. Your podcast efficiency. boring. But, uh, but you know what? what I can get. You'll be on every uh, podcast around. If that spreads, you'll be the, the number one guest. Bring on Kulain. He'll smooth everything out. And have the finger of doom, and you can point it to everyone. You can withhold your guestship, and therefore, kind of extort special favors from other hosts. You refuse to appear on their podcasts unless you get twenty-two cold colas and a special handmade—I uh, don't know, shawl, whatever, <laughs> whatever you're into. Back this bus <laughs> up right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Well. So here we are. And Elton, you, you had mentioned off-air that you had a couple of topics and such. Yeah, well, I What's think before we start on all that, I know Matt hasn't heard our latest episode, has he? But I think we need to prove that he is a guy. Okay. In our latest uh, episode, yes. we had to prove that your wife was a woman, didn't we? Yes. Now, is she? Because she's very good at what we did. Oh, she is. She's a woman. Okay, fair enough. Right, in our latest episode, which no one's heard yet... Which you will have heard by the time you hear this. Yes, definitely. We did a little segment where women can't do sound effects. It's documented. Someone other than Elton made the exact same claim and went out and and checked it all out. We watched a video. It's all all in episode 30. You'll, you'll, You'll know what we're talking about when you hear it. Yeah, so to get into the swing of things, Matt, you have to prove that you're a guy. Specifically, it was a gun or explosion sound. Anything, really. Yeah, that's true. Okay, then. Complete silence. You don't feel ambushed <laughs> right. or anything, do you? Yeah, uh, I feel surprised. Bastards, yeah. what are you doing to me? <laughs> Elton did give me a heads up, but it didn't register at all what he was talking about until right now. Right. He was sitting there. I'll, I'll show you the... Uh, Twitter direct message he sent me, followed by my kind of polite, non-committed, like, yeah, okay, sounds good, because I didn't really know what he was talking about. But now I do, and I feel bad for you, but 
Yeah, I don't so feel he, bad for him. He's fine. He made my wife. Well, I made my wife get on the computer and proceed to do gun sounds and I think a lion sound. <laughs> I can't quite remember. Okay then. Um, do you have any parameters that I need to, that you may give me, or just no, other than to caution you that Elton's claim is that only males can make adequate sounds of a of, of a say a rifle or a wild animal. And any future people coming onto the show will have to go through this, so don't worry and about that. So therefore, you will be our last guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay then. Right. What what sound should we get him to do then? Right. Do you have a lion or a machine gun or? What, I personally what would you think feel? the coolest thing would be if we take him off the hook and then proceed to splice in some very authentic sounds. And um, yeah, okay. And then, there, then we there come back going. Super Mac- yes, super fan McLean can not only make the sounds, he can. Okay, that sounds good to me. Superhuman gunshot sounds. So. You know, think of think of uh, some common things we'll be able to find on the internet, Matt, and say, well, how about uh, the sound of an AK-47? And then, I see. So how about the sound of an eel trying to escape from the jaws of a lion? Well, now that awesome. we're going to make you actually do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll find that online. We're trying to give you the out. Oh, come now. So you, you, you have it on your hard drive tape somewhere, don't you? I do, but it's... Uh, that's it's under the X X X selection. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like to delve in every now and again. Yeah, yeah. I can only access that during certain hours. So, how, how about instead the uh, the sound of of a tiger in the jungle <laughs> roaring? Very nice. Roar. I have a. <laughs> I have a request. Do you hear requests? Request. Sorry? Can you do you take requests? Oh, all the time. In fact, <laughs> can you do an can you do an impersonation of uh, Captain Picard? Yes, he sounds very much like this. Can I do this, or do I look like some sort of gay superhero? <laughs> all right, he's squirming enough. Let's move on. <laughs> wait, wait! I want one more. Okay, go on. Can you do an impersonation of Elton? Yeah, he's uh, he's a bit. One second. <clears throat> okay, he he sounds a little bit like this. Me 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 me. Oh, that's creepy. That sounds just like him. Ooh. I've been I've been practicing I, alone wow. at night. <laughs> you truly are a super fan. That I am. Wow. <laughs> Moving on. Yes, moving on. <laughs> I'm going to give people heads up next time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that turned out well. That's I awesome. <laughs> I'm blown away by that. Uh... So Elton had some stories, yes. I believe. Oh, yes, okay, he's yeah. moving on. Podcast efficiency, let's go. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Sorry, producer. Have you seen uh, Sony's new advert for the PlayStation 3? They got this new PlayStation 3 out. No, I haven't. It's only just been shown in America. It's been refused entry in England. And it received... It's got a line in it that they had to remove it from the, the air. Because they uh, they mentioned a Nigerian millionaire. Ooh. Bad trading, basically. Yeah, let, Is this let your me... special friend, perhaps? Oh, yeah, it could be. 
I doubt it very much, though. Yeah. <laughs> but let me play a clip. Oh, dear PlayStation, I got a tip that you were making the PS3 $299. Confirm or deny. $299? Bernie, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Otherwise, I'd be a Nigerian millionaire by now. While $299 for the sweetest gaming, Blu-ray playing, movie downloading system in the world would be fantastic. No comment. Now, as far as I know, uh, Sony are in hot water about this. Saying that. I've seen the other commercial, other versions of that commercial. I didn't realize. Uh, now it's all registering that they're, it's a thinner PS3. Or, isn't it? It's like a smaller hard drive. Uh, they That's bought why it's out, cheaper. Yeah, they brought out the new PlayStation 3. It's a slimline version of the right. huge monstrosity I've got underneath my TV at the moment. Okay, so I've seen other other versions of that commercial, but not one that said anything about the Nigerian. But uh, no, the Nigerian community is up in uproar about it at the moment. They should take it out on the spammers. Don't take it out on Sony. Well, Sony have introduced this advert, though, haven't they? They shouldn't really be sticking stuff like that if they're going to. Well, they're going to stick their neck on the block. It just seems very bizarre that they've actually. It's past the. Uh, what would you call it? It's gone through all the boards and everyone's okayed it and it's been put out onto the screen. So it's been played in America a couple of times now already. And it's just strange that no one turned around and said, hang on, you c that's libelous, isn't it? It's just very strange that no one's actually picked up on that. I think that's just kind of overly reactionary because it's not like there's any one specific Nigerian millionaire. It's not like it's a legitimate offer they're making fun of. No. Are there any Nigerian millionaires that we know of? Any famous Probably. ones? Isn't there like a uh, some sort of militant state in in some of those parts of the world? This is my American ignorance showing, <laughs> but I know that there. I'm not saying that's Nigeria in particular, but I know there are. Oh boy, how do I phrase this in a way that I don't get tons of hate mail? <laughs> I know there are parts of the world where uh, people take power, and in very Saddam Hussein-like fashion, see Saddam Hussein is a safe target, say, I am in charge of this country. All of its wealth is mine. And the rest of you can find a meager existence. And mm -hmm. I did believe that there were places in Africa, parts of Africa, where that type of philosophy was going on. I don't know if Nigeria is one of them. Yeah. I'm just surprised it's made it all the way through the boards of directors and they've gone, yep, okay, that's fine. And now it's been pulled. I think part of it is people get trusted to kind of, you know, someone made a commercial and they're like, who, who got working on that project? Oh, Tony? Yeah, he does good work. All right, well, let me see the finished project. Um, but, you know, Tony did it, it's good. Goes yeah. out and then... Just A-okay it there and then. Yeah, yeah. they've already paid their dues and... What seemed funny got an unexpected reaction. Yeah. Matt, have you ever fallen foul of a Nigerian con man? No, but I did just Google uh, Nigerian millionaires um, in the hope that there'd be some sort of list, but I, I didn't find anything that I could sort of whip out and rattle off a list of names. Oh. Did you think there would be so few that you could count them on uh, <laughs> in a short list or that... You never like specified a... the length of the list. That's true. I just thought there might be like a, a millionaire's list from Nigeria. I don't know. Fortune 500 <laughs> Nigerian edition? There might be. Are there game shows in Nigeria? And if so, how big are their prizes? That would be awesome. You could win 
Oh, no. So you're now I'm going to go into stereotypes, but now you're going to well, win, like, AK-47s, and well done, you've won a box of ammo. Yeah. Well, in America, it's only been fairly recently that uh, game show prizes have escalated to the dollar amounts they are now. Yeah. You know, it's... I can't remember if it was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was first, or there was that TV show Greed with the guy from Love Connection was the host. I mean, it it jumped pretty dramatically from winning maybe thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars at most in a single show to to all of a sudden now if, if everything plays out just right, you just might win yeah. a million dollars or more. Yeah. They they got a new um game show on at the moment called The Cube. Uh Matt, have you seen that? Have I seen what, sorry? The Cube. Which which cube? So I was looking at um Nigerian billionaires now apparently there's uh, only one. <laughs> A list of one. Oh no! Wait, it's uh, Eliko Dang. I don't know. I'm gonna make. <laughs> I wonder if he gets offended. Don't call me a millionaire. I'm a billionaire. Yeah. See, see, here is his name for you, and um, yeah, he's he's the richest black billionaire, and he's considered the first verifiable billionaire in Nigeria. Wow. So there you are. I'm going to try and say this name now. Alico Dangotti. So that sounded Italian. Did it? <clears throat> Let me put I would my have said Alico Dangotti. It would have been more of a harder O, I think. Alico Dangotti. There we go. Is that any better? We should type it into one of those language text-to-speech programs. Yeah. Well, we don't need to do that. Now. But we're not going to do that. <laughs> Anyway, back to the other thing with cubes and stuff. Yes. Yeah, have you what seen the cube? That, have you seen the cube with Philip Schofield on the TV at the moment? No, I've seen a total of zero films, unless they have William Shatner in them. It's What's not a film, it's a game show. Oh, I thought there was a film no, 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 no. called The Cube. Yeah, there is a film called The Cube, but no. We're That's about... what confused me. But now it makes sense because we were talking about game shows. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I mean, you see the link there? <laughs> yes. But, it's all but falling no. into place. Of course. I haven't seen The Cube. Oh. What is, uh, you what, haven't what seen it. it? That's a shame. In what a. they have, they have a, a big box and contestants come along, speak to Philip Schofield and do really simple tricks inside The Cube. And the cube's supposed to have all this presence and aura and personality about it. And you can win money like that. And it's it just seems a progression on the money stakes. Obviously, you've had uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when no one was really willing the millions. Have we, we, We've had one person to win it over here, I think. Maybe two. But I remember one woman won it, and I think she was a millionaire already. Well, what constitutes a millionaire there? Is it a million pounds? Is it the equivalent of a million dollars US? What, what is the top prize? That's a million pounds. Ah. But there was the guy who cheated. Oh, the, the guy who's doing the coughing. Yeah. Was it, no, wasn't it his wife who was coughing and then he won? That's right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a big hoo-ha about that and he had to hand back the money. I think he had to hand back the money anyway. Hmm. There you go. But <laughs> there is one game show I would bring back, 
I don't know if anyone remembers it. It was called Going for Gold. I used yeah, to love that. that. It reminds me of when I was sick from school and it was all the, the crappy TV shows that you have on, like uh, Sons and Daughters and Knott's Landing and all that sort of stuff used to be on. And then you used to have Going for Gold. And it had a guy called Henry Kelly from Ireland. And, and if anyone from Ireland used to get into the show... He backed them all the way. It was like, yeah, Ireland, yeah, woo, woo, woo. And I wonder it, if that's like our show, Press Your Luck. It just has a similar kind of name. Was it like a, you'd answer questions, you'd get spins on a board, and then you could keep going, keep going, but then if you hit, they had these things called whammies. If you hit them, it wiped you out. Uh, I can't... Pass your spins to someone else if you were... No, it wasn't like that. Or... It was more um, question and answer, all against each other, uh, under the clock as well, but it, it took people from all over Europe into one studio to actually play it. Hmm. That's why he always backed the Irish people. Well, that's why it seemed like he always backed the Irish people. But then you went head to head, and I'll put a link on about the program. But I used to love it. It just brings back loads of memories for me. And I think I was going through uh, YouTube the other day, just looking at it, going, "Oh, nostalgia moment." It was. See, now, considering this is something you used to watch when you were sick from school, I'm guessing it's before my time. <laughs> the name does seem to ring a bell, though. Do you remember the name Henry Kelly at all? No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. No worries. Let's move on to something else. Right, I'm going to send you guys a link. How cool is this? This is bacon-flavoured lip balm, and it's available... On on Amazon at the moment. But have you seen the price of it? Let's see. Shows up here is normally $16, available for thirteen twenty-three. Yeah, for lip balm. <laughs> a pack of four. It says oh, thirteen twenty-seven here. Oh, yeah. no, thirteen twenty-seven. You're right. Yes. My fault. But for Did lip balm. you save $2.73. <laughs> that's a whole that's 17%, a, though. That's a good saving for when you need lip Bomb that tastes like bacon. I like the uh, the frequently bought together. You have the lip balm, and then you have baconized bacon flavored spread, and then you have bacon salt samplers four bottle variety pack underneath, and you can get them all for the value price of forty two dollars sixty four. <laughs> See the price for all, however many, always befuddles me because it's just the prices added up. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're saving anything by ha- buying them all together. Yeah. And if you scroll down a little bit more, you can see customers who bought this item also bought... Bacon bandages. You got bacon air freshener. <laughs> bacon flavoured mints. Surely that defeats the object of mints. Mmm, <laughs> bacony fresh breath. I'm looking at the reviews. Eight people have reviewed the product, and most gave it fives, fours, or threes. One person gave it a one star. Gringo in Miami warns, I bought this thinking it was for dogs because of its bacon flavor. Warning, this is not a pet product. Ever since applying this product to my dog, he's been licking his lips 24-7 and refuses to listen to any of my commands. And to make things even worse, the cat has started chewing on the dog's face while he is sleeping. Please, for the love of PETA, do not apply this product to animals. 22 of 39 people found that helpful. And then nine people commented on that review. Uh, Mandrake says, yes, this certainly does not appear to be intended for the sale to the canine market. For one thing, dogs have no money. 
<laughs> David Mendez says, first, you are a moron for buying this. Second, you are the king of morons when you try to give this to your pet. What a tool. Scalding says, um, lip balm for dogs? The two previous comments say it all, I suppose. But I feel compelled to reiterate that you are a moron. Unless you are joking, <laughs> in which case you were probably a bit too subtle. My God. J.W. Knight asks, is this guy serious? Mendez, I thought you were an American, but what's with the word tool? Now they're commenting on each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Gringo in Miami replies, I don't know which is worse. Number one, me wasting five minutes of my life writing the review. Two, some random idiot on the web thinking I was actually serious. Three, some other random idiot taking the time to reiterate, reiterate what the first idiot said. Or four, me replying to you idiots. <laughs> and then people actually started voting. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. This is the greatest product on Amazon right now. You can also buy bacon flavored toothpicks. I don't understand them. You, are, they, are they the ones that you chew or? I don't know. You put them in your mouth to look cool until you trip over and it goes down your throat. It and... gags you. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to be rushed to hospital. Or you could be like um, Jerry in that TV show Boston Legal. The guy who had Asperger's, but he put the toothpick in his mouth and he turned into like a totally confident, aggressive lawyer. Yeah. The bacon, bacon makes him a little saltier, a little meaner. Gives him that pirate kind of style. Yeah, I'm still going through these customers also viewed. And at the very end, there's a t-shirt with I love bacon on it. What about St. Anthony, patron saint of bacon? Really? There's a patron saint of bacon? St. Anthony. I um, think we're getting slightly off topic, guys. <laughs> bacon off bandages? The topic of bacon flavored lip balm. Hang on. Bacon soap. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or you could get the Mr. Bacon versus Monsieur Tofu action figure kit. There's an action figure kit. No yes. way. It's like the Jesus action figure kits. Wasn't always a bit disappointed that there wasn't a Beelzebub action figure to go along with your Jesus action figure? If there was, they'd have to make sure it was, like, all flimsy and would always lose. Yeah. Well, it depends who made it. If it was being made by a Satanist. That's true. You'd have, like, buff Satan versus weedy Jesus. <laughs> have you ever seen in um, South Park, they have Satan versus Jesus in, like, a pro wrestling or boxing match? Um, no, I remember in the film on South Park, I remember... Saddam Hussein chasing Beelzebub round with a big dildo. Yeah. And yeah, they're lovers, lovers in hell. He's, yeah. he's the, uh, the dom and uh, the devil is, is the submissive in their relationship. Yeah. But they had a boxing match, and, and I'll spoil it, although because it's been out forever. But in the TV episode where there's a, a battle between um, Satan and Jesus and it, they do it all up like pro wrestling or like Rocky all hyped up and all. And uh, townsfolk are betting on who's going to win and they all bet on the devil. And then the devil takes a dive because Jesus has to win. <laughs> Just has to be that way. He, it, it's rigged. What a con. <sighs> Mr. Bacon. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> There's I'm, a bacon wallet. A bacon wallet? Yes. It's not actually made of bacon. It's just... It looks like bacon. 
I love meat stickers. There's, a, There's what no would way bacon, that can be misconstrued. What would bacon do, Spinner? The what would bacon do, Spinner? Let's see if I can read what the choices are. There's only one left in stock. Gummy bacon. If there's any vegetarians listening, we wholly apologize. No pigs were harmed in making bacon wallets. I'm sure that in most of this stuff, there was no bacon harm. No no (laughs) No pigs harm. (laughs) Farms of of, of bacon. Roaming free. (laughs) Free range bacon. Sorry? (laughs) Yeah. Electronic yodeling pickle. (laughs) (laughs) There are people who invent these things, and then there's people who buy them. That's true. There are two things that I've found. Um, I've got one more thing to show you, but I'll I'll save that for later on. All right. Tune in in episode 32 to see what else is out there. (laughs) Which is inflatable toast. (laughs) Email your guesses. That's that's a teaser for next week. (laughs) Think toast. Think inflatable. (laughs) Well, I had promised Matt when we had him on on air he could uh, participate in some cocology. So I, I do have a couple of short ones of those. Uh, so I'll, if you guys are interested, I'll read you the questions, give you a chance to respond, and then I'll, I'll give the analysis of all options for our listening audience. Awesome. Let's see. So the first one is entitled, In the Pages of a Magazine. So you've just brought a copy of a popular weekly magazine and taken it home to read. How do you go through the features inside? Do you, number one, read the magazine in order from first page to last? Number two, jump straight to the articles that you know will interest you and read only them. Number three, flip randomly through the pages and read anything that seems worthwhile. Or number four, as long as the format hasn't been changed, you read the features in the same order you always do. I'm going for number two. Which, wait, what were they again? Read through it all cover to cover. I lost the page. Because <laughs> I, oh, here. Number one, yeah, read through it, first page to last. Mm -hmm. Jump just straight to the articles that you like and only read those. Flip randomly and read whatever seems worthwhile, or read it in the same order you always do. I'll say number one. All right. So, Elton, you said number one as well. No, number two. Oh, number two. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So Matt says he'll read them first to last, and Elton says he will jump straight to the articles that will interest him and read only them. Your average weekly magazine represents the collected effort of a great many writers, designers, photographers, and editors. It is an omnibus of the human experience, and your magazine reading reflects how you confront the diversity of choices in your life. In particular, the way you budget your reading time reveals your approach to handling resources, especially money. If you read the magazine in order from first page to last, you're the type who knows where every penny of your money is and what it's being spent on. It's not that you're all that concerned about your budget or financial planning. You just feel more comfortable when you know exactly how things stand. You hate the thought of missing something, so you keep all your accounts in order, know the current balance of your checking account, including interest, as a matter of course. If you jump straight to the articles that you know will interest you and read only them, then money burns a hole in your pocket. If you have it, you use it to buy whatever catches your fancy and think, maybe I'll start a savings account next month as you spend your last dime. If you have managed to save something, it's not unusual for you to take a trip to the cash machine and make a withdrawal just to give you something to do. Hmm. E- either of those seem accurate? 
Yeah, I suppose it does, in a way. Number three, had you flipped randomly through the pages and read anything that seemed worthwhile? You'd say you're economical. Some would call it stingy. The fact is you don't frivolously waste your resources, preferring to save it for for a rainy day. You never get carried away with impulse buying or max out your credit cards on a cable TV. But you might want to loosen up those purse strings on an occasion. After all, money is there to help you live well. And if you use the same format you always do, then you keep spending according to habit regardless of changes that take place in your life. If you hit the lottery, it would be hard for you to stop shopping at discount stores. Alternately, if you were facing bankruptcy, you would probably still insist on buying designer label clothes. What one would you have been? Uh, I tend to be um, jump straight to the articles that will interest me. Mm. And the money burning a hole in the pocket, that's probably me also. See, because I think I'd be more of a, a mixture between one and two because I'd read the ones that interested me. And then I'd read the whole magazine because I bought it. Well, you could probably blend those two things. You could say, like, you spend money fairly quickly, but you, you're keenly aware of the fact that you're doing so. <laughs> I suppose. All right. Let's do an, another mini one here. Ooh, here we go. Uh, for most people, the word egg means a chicken's egg. And that means one thing, food, scrambled, poached, or sunny side up, mixed in cake batter, gulped down raw. The variations are endless. Imagine an egg on the table in front of you. The egg may be any kind of any shape, color, size, or species. You crack it open. What kind of egg did it turn out to be? Was it one, a snake egg, two, a turtle egg, three, a dinosaur egg, or four, a chicken egg? Are we talking about the live contents coming out? Yeah. So I'll crack it open and a, a Diplodocus comes out, or <laughs> I crack it open and a, a big snake comes I, out. Let, let's look at it as um, you find an egg. You know, someone, some guy goes, dude, I found this egg for you. Yeah. And yes, something, something's going to hatch. What's going to hatch from this? <sighs> See, my first thought was ostrich, which gave me quite an interesting mental image. Because it was me cracking open an egg, and then like an ostrich egg, and then it, like like this long neck just pokes out and has a look around. It was a, but then I thought dinosaur. Okay. Just cause. I think I'd go with dinosaur as well, to be honest. Because I'm, torn- I'm I'm not a big fan of eggs anyway. Everyone knows that I despise eggs, and they should all be burned at the stake, <laughs> or somewhere along them lines. Sounds tasty. I pictured a snake. Uh, it was the easiest thing for me to picture, like cracking an egg and there being something alive in it. So I, I kind of went that route. Although dinosaur is intriguing. Let's see. The egg is a symbol of future generations and your own children. The type of egg you picked holds special meaning about the hopes and wishes you have for your own children. If you picked a snake's egg, the serpent is symbolic of both wisdom and hidden wealth, which are things you want your children to have most. Keep a balanced perspective and remember that what your kids will want most from you is simply love. The turtle is universally seen as a symbol of health and longevity. Your main wish for your children, if you pick the turtle's egg, is good health and physical wellness. If you pick the dinosaur egg, the thing you want most for your children to grow is unique individuality. You don't want them to be forced into the cookie-cutter molds of school, work, society in general. They're bound to make mistakes, and you hope they make original ones. It's an admirable goal to have for your children, but keep in mind that the 
first steps children make toward independence is often rebelling against their parents. Mm, don't I know that? And a chicken's egg. You don't have any wild dreams or ambitions for your kids. If they're happy, what else matters? The security and simple pleasures of normal life will do. Just one word of practical advice. There's nothing wrong with having big dreams. Is there anything about a penguin egg? Because I'll be impressed with a penguin. Especially uh, an emperor penguin popping its beak out. I would interpret both the ostrich and the penguin to have a little bit of that normalcy. Mm. You know, it's a bird, so there's not that much fancy about it. Beyond that, though, um, I don't know what ostriches are symbolic of, nor penguins. You want your children to be really, really tall. <laughs> With long necks. All right, would you like one last one? Go ahead. Yeah, All go right. on. Postmarked the future. Lounging around the house one Saturday afternoon, you are startled by the sound of your doorbell. When you open the door, you're greeted by the most unique surprise. A group of animal messengers has come to deliver news of your life in the future. But when you open their messages, you see they contain very different predictions of what lies in store for you. There's actually two animals there. My fault. It's two animals. One of the animals has brought you a letter for telling a life of happiness and contentment. The other animal has brought you only disaster and despair. I'm going to name five animals. I want you to pick which one brought you good news and which one foretold doom in your future. Ooh. Your choices are tiger, dog. Well, let's do this first. Who, who brought you good news? The tiger, the dog, the sheep, the parrot, or the tortoise? Um, I'm going to go for... Can I just choose one? Or is it yeah, more than one? Just, just one. one. One of them's bringing you good news. Which one of those is at your door with good news? A tiger, a dog, a sheep, a parrot, or a tortoise? I'm going to say the tortoise because good news travels slowly. <laughs> and if it could be the sheep because if it was bad news, then the sheep would have died receiving the bad news. But I'm going to go with tortoise. What do you say, Matt? I'm going to say tiger just because tigers are cool. I can do a really good impression of that. I remember that, yes. See, it sounds a lot like this. All right, I'm going to go with dog there. All right, so... Do you want to know what a dog sounds like? Sure. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's like this. I, you have quite the talent. I, I see, just... see now, now, now the tortoise. The tortoise is a tricky one, but I think I've got a doubt. <laughs> Let's go. Moving on. <laughs> All right, so that's... The choice of animal that has brought good tidings. Now, out of that same group, which type of animal do you think would bring you bad news? A tiger, dog, sheep, parrot, or tortoise? See, I, I, I think that the sheep would bring me bad news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we cut him off now? <laughs> I swear there's an eject button here somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're going for the, the sheep. Mm -hmm. I think... Bad news would be brought by a dog, and it would be saying, Timmy's what? fallen down the well again. <laughs> oh, I think the parrot. Uh, they're very mundane choices, but I think the dog brings me good news, and the parrot tells me bad. See, the parrot tells you about the pirate ship mm -hmm. docked just behind your house. <laughs> beware. Beware. They're becoming. Let's see. What do we got here? Uh... For most people, the future is greatly influenced by their selection of a mate or life partner. 
The animal messengers in this scenario actually correspond to your own perceptions of the kinds of people who bring you joy and grief. Animals are rich and complex in psychological significance with a range of positive and negative attributes and associations. In this scenario, the animal you chose as the bearer of the message of happiness represents the ideal person you perceive to be the ideal spouse. While the doomsayer animal is the type you fear would drag you down to the depths. The tiger. If you think the tiger will bring you good news, then you see yourself happiest with an ambitious and powerful mate, possessed of an indomitable will to rule. If you thought the tiger would bring you bad news, then you dread the prospect of a vain, tyrannical partner who struts around like the lord of the jungle and growls at any mention of sharing the housework. <laughs> oh. If you thought the dog was the choice for bringing good news, then unquestioning loyalty and absolute devotion are the things you seek most in your mate. If you think the dog was the source of bad news, then you are utterly incompatible with those who try to please everyone and fret over what others might be thinking. That's true. Okay. If the sheep is the source of glad tidings, then you see the key to contentment in a warm-hearted, nurturing spouse. But if you think the sheep will bring you bad news, then you fear winding up stuck with a boring homebody content to spend each day grazing in the same old patch of grass. The parrot represents, uh, in a positive way, someone who is a talkative, fun-loving partner who knows how to make you laugh. And if they brought you bad news, then no one would search no one would suit you worse than a chattering layabout with severe allergy to work. <laughs> the tortoise. If the tortoise brought you good news, your match made in heaven is a serious, dependable, sure-to-be-there person you can count on in your hour of need. Yay. And if the tortoise brings you bad news, then the prospect of a lifetime spent with a frustratingly slow-moving, slow-witted partner is your worst nightmare. Wait a minute, surely the tortoise is sure to be several hours away in your hour of need. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe never too far away. I'm going to go to the store. Oh, I wish they hadn't gone to the store. If only they... Oh, you're still here. <laughs> oh. Maybe you're the other tortoise, though. Ah. That's true. Oh. Ah. Wriggle out of that yeah. one, if you please. Oh. I'll be thinking about that one. Two in the morning, I'll go, aha. I get it. Perhaps I am the other tortoise. <laughs> Of course. There's people going to bed listening to this, and they're just, tortoise, tortoise, what are they talking about? Oh, and they're all very confused. They'll wake up in the morning, it'll all be fine. <laughs> so that was a very animal-centric set of cocology. I tried to pick ones that were kind of short. and I, I like the ones where they sit there and say, like, okay, draw, take a piece of paper and draw an octopus and where do you draw the octopus stands for something and how many fish did you put in the picture and all that kind of stuff mm. but a lot of those tend to be very sexual yeah and this is a audio show and not a visual right. show which is a shame <laughs> I know I'm quite fetching but you guys will never know <laughs> with my bacon brassiere and uh, with your tofu sidekick that's right how long oh. has everyone got have have we got like ten minutes to spare? I would say, at the most for me. Yeah, Matt, yeah. how how are you doing? Um, I'm probably going to bed soonish, but sure, why not? Stop whinging. <laughs> Sorry. All right, we're on borrowed time. Keep it efficient. We'll need Matt to keep it efficient. Okie dokie. Don't uh, be the other tortoise. Yes. Would <laughs> right, I'm I'm going to put it to you now. Uh, I'll ask you the question first, and then we'll see how we go. Um. Would a game of Mallet's Mallet be out of the question? Does anyone remember Mallet's Mallet? 
I don't know what that is. It's a word association game. Right. Or we could play a word disassociation game. Oh. Choices, choices. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know. Wait, what, what's Matt? Is that just a simple word association game where you say something and then the other person says the first thing that comes into their head? Yeah. But right. you're not allowed to um, ah, uh, or repeat the same right. word. And what does it do? Go around in a circle, or is it just back and forth? No, it'll be, it'll be 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 between you two. Ah. I'll be officiating. And what are we being judged on? Um, whether you can conquer the word association game trials. Oh, is this in, like in whose line is it anyway? That just you don't want to be stuck going ah, uh, and then you're buzzed out because you. Yeah, it's it's lots. more like uh, I'll say table, and then you'll have to say chair, and then I will say desk, and then it's the first person to go um or repeat or anything like that. I I don't know if it's going to work on this or not, but I accept the challenge. Uh, as do I. There we go. Awesome. <laughs> right. So, so if do we get a feed word or is it just? Yeah, I'll start you off with. Um, a question, right? The rules best are of three. Should we? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do a best of three. Um, no, um in or er in or repeating the word. Right. Do you right. guys accept? I yes. do. Okay. You need to do like they do on the call service things. Where we go, uh, Mr. Copperman. I'll need you to formally say yes as I record this for our <laughs> legal purposes. <laughs> yes, I accept. Oh, thank you. Okay. Right. I'm going to chuck out the first word, and the first word goes to Matt, and the first word is scissors. Paper. Rock. Boulder. Flintstones. Bedrock. (laughs) Fred. Barney. Fife. (laughs) You may not know who Barney Fife is. I see. Uh, no, He's I from don't. Mayberry. All right, that might oh, have been no, fair. No. That's like I an think that you just bested me. No, no, that's not really fair because that's a culturally limited one. Barney Fife is from Mayberry and Andy Griffith, and I'm old and American. <laughs> I think um, that that still counts as a win because I could say something young and English. Yeah, but <laughs> yes. fair. I, All right, that was the tester. Let's let's go for the real right. one then. And I think I probably didn't deserve Fred. That was kind of—I was still thinking Flintstones. I was—you'll have to adjudicate, I think, Elton, if we do okay. that again. Yep, I will. I'll step in. I'll wade in. Wait, stop there, guys. <laughs> um, first word goes to Scott, and it is telephone. Game. Pac-Man. <laughs> Video. Tetris. Computer. Ah uh, uh, oh, no. <laughs> One nil to Scott. That was... uh, I'm not sure what just happened there. (laughs) It is tough. Right. I was just thinking about the words that I'd said. Well, that's... I kind of got lucky when I I pulled that out myself. Pardon? (laughs) (laughs) What were you pulling out? No, no, no. Are you sitting in your underwear again? Carry on. Right, okay. First word goes to Matt, and the word is fence. (laughs) because <laughs> my first instinct was to say on the 
that's not the thing. Can can I have another one, please? Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. Window. Thank you. Frame. Picture. Climbing. Mountain. Did you say climbing? Rocks. Yeah. Okay. Avalanche. Runaway. Train. Went down the track and she blew. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I think I've lost. <laughs> it would appear that I don't do well at word association games. Do you know what's harder, though? The disassociation games. I would be good at that, I think. All right, one or round better. of disassociation, then. And what's right. that? Winner takes all. Completely unrelated? Yes, completely unrelated. It can't be anything to do with the word that he just said. Ooh. Okay. Are we both ready? Yes. Is the audience at home ready? I hope so. The first word goes to Scott... And the first word is book. I was going to say Christmas, but I feel like that could count. So I will say Halloween. Cheese. (laughs) Octopus. Television remote. Gifts. Donkey. Cable. Mountain. (laughs) Dictionary. I'm just looking around my office. <laughs> clock, dictionary, stapler. Um, clock. Girl. Lamp. You have a girl in your room? <laughs> Pencil. I'm looking out the window. Pencil. Serenity. Uh, video game. Ghostbusters. Paperclip. Star Trek. Football. <laughs> Floppy disk. Letter E. Mug. <laughs> Dance. Coaster. Salt. Shoelace. Elephant. Does that have to be a noun or can I say suffocation? I'm going to have to award the game to Matt there. (laughs) Suffocation. (laughs) My friend Joe Joe and I had played abstract 20 questions and you you had to be like emotions like happiness or activities or events. It's tough to do. But I just I got sucked into just kind of uh, I don't know what they are. What are they called? Predicates? When it's like Mm. a verb turned into a noun. Well, when you said E... I was expecting the whole QWERTY board to come up next. No. <laughs> I thought, oh, he's resorted to his keyboard now. <laughs> I was trying to go, I tried not to look at things, but whatever I looked at was, like, dictionary is right over my shoulder here, and then, no. He deserves <laughs> it. He did a better job than I. Was it very obvious that I was just listing things that were on my desk? Well, you no. said mountain, unless you got a mountain on your desk. You said elephant, too, didn't you? That is true. Is there some sort of underlying psychological thing Scott, that you want to suffocate elephants or something. I think so <laughs> right. well the hardest part for me everything you said I was sitting there like like you said book or book and I said Christmas like oh well there could be a Christmas book and there was something else you had said that I, I was like oh man I, I think that could be linked it could have been yeah 
There we, were probably we several that could have been linked. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we put this pig in a blanket now? And I think so. Send it off to the, the North Pole for some reason. I can't I think, think so. of any reason. At least it will be warm in a blanket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're on, Matt. It was a lot of fun having you on. It was fun to be on. So is there any any personal ventures you want to plug, comment on, websites, any, any such oh, thing? I, I suppose I should probably give Warp Factor 1 a plug, which is a Star Trek podcast that I do with Kumar and Alice, from who I met via the simply syndicated forums. Hello, Kumar. Hello, Alice. We're watching you. <laughs> I actually listen. I did. I do listen. Really? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. I, I was... thought that you were like a vehement protester against the whole Star Trek thing. No, but he's keenly aware of all things Star Trek. He just... Uh-huh. He's not a fanboy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I definitely listen. Yeah, I listen to Make It So as well. Doesn't mean I have to like it, but I, I enjoy see, see, now... Make It So and I enjoy yours, so... A, a good critic is well informed of what the the fans actually like, True. so he can speak intelligently about what's not good about it. Yes, yeah, not good. your show in particular, but Star Trek. Yeah, I, I listen See, now, to it. Now I, I feel obligated to listen to Rethinking Lost. No, no, don't listen no. to that. That's rubbish. Don't worry about that. <laughs> well, if if I watched some Lost, then I definitely would, but I haven't, so I'm not going to yeah. probably. I don't want to spoil myself. No, that's we we've recommended to a couple of people. It's we'd love to have more people listen, but at the same time, it's Lost is even if you don't watch it yet, if you think you're going to watch it one day, as unspoiled as you can go into it, the better. Right. There's some things you'll inherently know, but but I listened to I listened to another podcast where they did um, episode reviews. Mm-hmm. But that was like for the later season that was just out. So I was just like, oh, I just switch off my brain for about 10 minutes. Oh, and we're back. <laughs> well, you have no frame of reference at this point yeah. for what they're talking about. So that makes it easier. And a lot of the things didn't really come up. You know, characters weren't introduced until later on. So It's getting very deep. Do you want to it give is. the uh, website of your uh, show out? Uh, that, that would be warpfactor1.wordpress.com, I think. I should probably have looked that up. <laughs> and you're That's on... probably what it is. Yeah, you're on Twitter as well, aren't you? As... I'm on Twitter. Follow me at Matt underscore Kalein. That's the, the underscore is important. Otherwise, yes. you end up not following Matt. You follow. I think it's nobody. There is no Matt Kalein. I was going to say, is there a different Matt Kalein? I'm not sure. Or is this fellow? I will kill him. <laughs> you should follow him and say, "Hi, we've got the same name." I think the following people on Twitter always just gives me an image of just one person following another person who's following them, just walking around in circles. I prefer to see them as disciples. <laughs> but if you're following them back, then you're just walking around in circles, surely. Like the blind leading the blind, really. Yes. Yes. What a humble way to think about it. <laughs> As we close every show on a moral, I think it's only fair to get Matt to choose our moral. Go on, have you got a moral for this? Have you learned anything while you've been here? Tell me what you're thinking. How about, I really don't do well when people put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it should be something about bacon and tofu. Bacon lip balm is not meant for dogs. We learned that. That's exactly what it should be. So we've learned thanks to... 
crazy gringo from Miami, or whatever his name was, that bacon lip balm is not meant for dogs. Mm. Who indubitably is a moron. Yes. Confirmed. But so are the people who call him a moron, and he's a double moron for responding to those morons. Yes. It's, it's the vicious cycle. The moron tally was fourfold. <laughs> so, so this is the moron episode of Apotheosis. <laughs> That's right. Which just happened to have me on it. Just... Morons and impersonations. I'm so impressed by your impersonation skills. Well, what can I say? I'm generally brilliant at everything. Can we have one to close out the show? Yeah. Let's see. Who's a, who's a good icon? What's your best impersonation? What's the one you go home and you... What's the one you impress the ladies with? Well, you see, that's a, actually my impression of you, Scott. Oh, of course. See, and, and the, your voice... Your voice sounds a lot like this. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> uh, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, this was... Uh, an hour well spent <laughs> well thanks a lot Matt thank you everybody for listening we'll be back in about a week give or take a bit and uh, you know where to find us on Twitter where to email us at bombastpodcast at gmail.com if you're listening via iTunes or some other subscription service make sure you check out the links at bombastpodcast.podbean.com in our show notes and that's it So goodbye, everybody. Thank you very much, Matt. And thank you very much, everyone else, for listening. Yeah, thanks. Thanks to you guys for having me on. (laughs) All right, bye. Yeah. No, it was fun. But I do have to go. It's actually almost seven here, and I should probably feed my kids. Oh, that'd be all right. They have opposable thumbs. Uh, <laughs> Give them some bacon-flavored lip balm. My son fun. loves bacon. He would love that. I guarantee if you buy him the um, the bacon action toy, he will lick it. And he will go, <laughs> it doesn't taste of bacon. Even when you're behind him and say, don't lick it, he'll oh, still I know lick he it. Will.